0: informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome everybody to This Podcast is None of Those Things. It's me, Brian, and I'm joined via remote. By Elliot, who's uh, joining us from the Marriott down in, uh, what is it, West, West Chase? District.
1: Yeah, West Chase District in Houston, Texas. Looking all
0: classy. We're doing this via Zoom. He's got the nice hotel lobby in the background. Oh, so, yeah. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. Yeah. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode because this is a very special episode. This is. Carol and I from right. you remember Carol from Over the Fence, dear listeners? Yes. yes. And obviously, Elliot, you do. We've had a great time with the Over the Fence series, but it has prompted me and Carol to do a spin-off. So this is the first episode of Vastine and Marty. All right. So I'm gonna I'm I think I'm actually gonna title this. This podcast is Vastine and Marty. That works.
1: <laughs> because so, without me,
0: it's none of those things. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so everybody enjoy Elliot. Enjoy. And we'll talk to you real quick after this episode. So enjoy Vastine and Marty. I definitely will. She's an author. He's her fake agent. They're going to embark on an audio journey and you're invited to come along. Carol Purser is Vastine Bondurant. Brian Henderson is Marty Schwartzman. Dirty Dina Studio presents Vastine and Marty. I am Brian, aka Marty, and the star of the show right here is Vastine, aka
2: Carol. Was I supposed to say something? Welcome, Carol. Hey, Marty.
0: So, it is our first episode, so I guess we should talk about maybe who we are and how we know each other. I was
2: just thinking that. How did we come up to the Marty?
0: Yes, the mm-hmm. the Marty origin story is yeah. kind of fun. You have to do
2: the Marty boys.
0: Uh, Yeah, I will. Give me a little bit of time, though, to get ready. It's painful. It's painful.
2: (laughs) It's worth it.
0: So, we're neighbors. I moved here, I don't know, three, four years ago, and Carol lives behind me. And we bonded over the fence. Some of you, if you have crossed over, you will know Carol from the Over the Fence series of my other podcast. Which is a good time and we'll we'll put a uh, a thing about that, you know, to listen to us there as well and we'll throw some of those episodes on this podcast stream. But Carol, tell us who you are.
2: As an author, I'm Basting Bondurant. That's my pen name. And I will tell you how it is with Marty is uh Marty when most of our over the fence has been talking about writing and this particular story that I'm working on right now. And I don't know why, but we just kind of evolved into Marty. I don't know. Where where did we get Marty from?
0: So here's where Marty came from. You were fighting your writer's block.
2: Yeah. and,
0: And I created Marty, your manager.
2: That's right.
0: Who was just telling you to get in there and write. And... The Marty voice does uh, hurt a little bit, especially when I yell it. Like, you know, thankfully we're smart enough to uh, be a little bit uh, quiet in this uh, in this particular instance. The character of Marty was originally modeled after Morty Schwartzman or Schwartz or whatever his name was in Stuck on You.
2: See, that's not who I was picturing. Right,
0: and and so what was funny is that I told you I was Morty. But you heard Marty and it just stayed Marty. I said, hey, "I we'll roll with it
2: <laughs> Well you know where what in my head who I pictured and you know, I this whole time is the guy like you know that we love to imitate him, the one from uh, Miller's Crossing. Yeah. The John polito's the actor, but that that look, that voice, that growl fix If you can't have a good fix, what can you have? If you can't rely on it.
0: <laughs> you so, know It took me a while to get Get converted over, and what we may just do an episode on Miller's Crossing, also known as Tom Gets His Ass Kicked. Well,
2: that's your booty night there, <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> but, but that's, yeah,
0: that's how that kind of came about, and that, that's part of why Maudie's accent goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. He is alternatingly between New York, Philly, New Jersey, and Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> There is no consistency. I can't keep it together with my impressions and all that.
2: And yet I can never tell the difference. <laughs> it feels like Marty to me. <laughs> it's almost like this entity I call with the name Marty and he appears. <laughs> he helps me out. <laughs> but,
0: um, um, but yeah, that's where Marty came from. And somehow it worked. It got through your. It,
2: yeah, help you
0: get through your writer's block.
2: And when we have conversations, I mean, um, freaky as it is, we have a um, Brian and Carol conversations <laughs> and we have Marty <laughs> and Vastine. i mean, that's crazy. But that's the writer part. We're Marty and Vastine. And I go if I'd say Marty, I need to talk to you. He knows this is about writing. <laughs> He's my, Marty, my agent. <laughs> Marty.
0: <laughs> By the way, not an official agent, not <laughs> licensed, registered, or any of that in any state, including California <laughs> or Texas.
2: <laughs> it, it is just part of the fantasy. <laughs> but it works, doesn't it? It sure It works. Sure does. So anyway, today, I, is it okay if I start? Go for it. What I had on my mind today is, I guess, the very basic thing for authors is what is a real author and are you one or not? I'll tell you what, there's different categories to where some people consider you one or not. The big one that I kind of discovered this week, hearing some different authors talk, is the money issue the who buys your books. And I kind of I, it's funny because it's two varying sides identical but just not there was one author who was saying well he made all this much money this year and he said and it's not it, it, it's actually real money too he said it's not my family buying my book and i thought that made me mad uh, <laughs> <laughs> it made me mad it was, i thought it was an insult to families who buy books and you know and how we wish our families would read our books and then it's funny because just the opposite end of the the, ang- the what do you call it, the scale there, there was a, a more more what would you say, not as experienced author. Mm-hmm. She had come on and and she was over the moon because her book sold its first copy to a stranger, and she was bragging and she said it was her very first book sold. And she said uh, and it was the very first one sold to a stranger. I take that back. It wasn't the first one sold. It was the first one sold to somebody. And she said who was not my family. But she didn't have very many sales. And, you know, I don't know. The response to that was I immediately went out and I bought her book. um, Because I thought, no, that's enthusiasm. And it was like, then I understood, you know, I thought, how could one offend me so much? And then one person say the exact same thing. And I felt, you know, like, I I don't know, I felt a lot of sympathy and, I guess you could say, camaraderie. But the difference was, is that thing about, what do you think is a real reader and what's real money? Because I thought, this man who says his family money isn't, he even actually said real money. And I thought, it offended me, and I thought, I think it would offend his family, too. That you know, that's real money. My bank thinks it is, um, you know, and it, it it's it's legitimate money. And then the other girl was beside herself because, but it, I, I can't even explain the difference. Why one? I mean, help me here, Marty. <laughs> why does one is so offensive when they're really saying the very same thing?
0: So I think I understand what the guy was saying,
2: yeah,
0: to a certain degree, like. I don't think he was saying that the money itself isn't real, obviously. Well,
2: you no, know, I know better than that. Right. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Maybe it's like it doesn't count.
0: So, I think that, especially like if his family is particularly supportive of it, and, you know, he may feel like they're buying it because they feel obligated to.
2: Which the other girl was saying the very same thing.
0: Right. The, and she was why why so been,
2: confused with the I think they
0: they were they were coming around the same exactly. type of thing in that she was finally happy to have a first non family sale and he was just disregarding all family
2: sales. I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like did but that all started me thinking there's and that's a big issue that all us authors we end up and all of us do is what makes you a real author and I mean there's so many views. Number one, I know I used to run into it that I'm before I was published that I'm not a real author because I'm not published. I know all of us feel the same way. We're writers. I don't care if we ever get published. You can't take that away from what we are. We're writers. Another issue with whether you're a writer or not is a genre issue. A lot of people um, think if you're not literary or you're not, you know, the bestsellers that you're not really a writer. And one of the big ones is people feel like romance. They don't take that seriously. They also, uh, one of the ones that falls under romance is erotica which a lot of people really don't take that seriously, which is sad because most of the erotica writers write just as well as anybody else. I mean, they do write as well. It's just people somehow demean that to mean it's not literature. In fact, once I had gone on a lunch, a business lunch, and there was one of the, uh, the vendors there, and he, you know, somebody mentioned to him that I wrote And he's, you know, what do you write? And the only thing, I just at the time, I said romance. And he let me know, oh, his wife reads that. And he said, oh, you know, how there are a dime a dozen. And that was just the attitude people have about romance and, you know. And then, uh, then there's also, which I didn't even tell him what I was writing at the time, which was what we call MM, male and male, that I had been in. That was also not considered real writing but
0: i think that's probably just some internal gatekeeping and snobbery out, out of some folks. i'm
2: sure he is, yeah
0: they they're just like oh no i'm writing the next great american novel your little romance novel that will probably sell three times as many because they exactly. sell there's a reason there's a reason so there's so many out is because people buy them
2: And I'll give you that, you know, there's some authors even among your main literary ones that can whip out stuff, just write them up. They don't even think about it. They're just... And, yeah, I mean, there is that, but that's not just a genre thing. I mean, there's famous literary authors that can do that, whip them out and not really think about them. They're just, you know... Well, before did I read one time that one of the main big-time selling authors actually has... A table of people that write for him, you know, and he's not even writing his own thing. So that's not even his voice. And it's just confusing. Yeah. Because, you know, when you get into it and we all feel like we're I've written since I was a kid. I don't, I just, I, I feel like I'm putting in as much effort, and some of us sometimes more, than people that other people look at and say, hey, yeah, that's a real author there. But,
0: so, like I said, I think it just comes down to gatekeeping and people protecting their position on the food chain. What is your thought? You kind of you kind of put out all the options, publish or not. If you're writing, are you an author?
2: If you sat with me and you went through what I go through to write, and I I think it's very much exactly what every one of us does. And so, you know, it, the the biggest selling author you could think of is doing exactly what I'm doing. Right. You know, and I, that, I even question that myself. Where does that happen? Where's the line that decides get you're an author? And then people question, well, there's writer and there's author. Author is published. Uh, writer is just somebody like, that just wants to write. It's it just, I don't, I'm just. I'm confused at that myself, and I wish this was one of those call-in programs where I, did, I can right? hear what everybody thinks. You hear it all the time; people have such varying opinions about this. You know? <laughs> We're going
0: to take this show live and just have call-ins.
2: <laughs> Next caller, Hey, but you know what? I did request on uh, Facebook for friends. Hey, let me know what what do you what do you think about what you know? Writing things? Do you want to hear about? Yeah. There are just so many. Um, that was the main thing. I think that was even my own thing before we even went on. You know, here is that. That was my big issue. Is before you even start talking about writing, what the heck is a writer? Right. <laughs> you know, and, and just thinking. I think that's my biggest issue. Uh, I'll be. I'll even not hesitate to say it. I mean, I do know certain people that even will kind of. And it kind of hurts my heart, because they'll act, to me, kind of very casual, like, how's that writing, or how's your writing, or it's very much like, I've got this cute little hobby. You could sit there and talk all day about what you're writing, and you just, it's on dead ears. I mean, they're not going to read it. They don't care why you're writing it. It just doesn't sink into them that what you're doing is... It's it's not a it's not a little hobby, you know. It may be to some people, but I mean, this is serious and art as anything else.
0: And I mean, with as many conversations as we've had over the fence, where you're agonizing over a character or the direction of the story yeah. or all of that, and or or you go into a day and you're like, I'm going to write a chapter tonight. And then you tell me the next day, well, I got caught up in like eight hours of research mm-hmm. about the Catholic Church, Uh-huh. and it's just like, oh, okay.
2: It took me at least an hour to really get a, 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 a grasp on cars of a certain era, because I had written in a winch, a what, what A rear view mirror. A rear
0: view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: didn't have them. <laughs> I had to go back and take that out and rearrange it where the person in the scene was looking other some way, he was looking over his shoulder, he didn't have a rear view mirror. <laughs> Things like that.
0: Well, uh, and that, that kind of runs into a, a unique uh, topic if you want to explore it, is what do you find the challenges of writing, of becoming an author?
2: Some of it just comes naturally, and you don't even think ahead about any challenges. And it wasn't until 2009 that I even even considered writing for real, for serious. And, and, and even then, it wasn't for publication. It was just for fun. But it was I actually sat down, wrote a story that just about anybody could read. It wasn't fanfic, you know, which, oh, God, that's another subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, it truly is. That's a big one that people think is not writing. Right. But no, I mean, when I finally, seriously, that was 2009. I've been writing all my life. Yeah. Ever since I was old enough to write. But but then talk about the challenges, I mean, that, boy, that's a tough one because there are so many.
0: That might be a whole episode all on its own.
2: Well, you hear, you hear daily with me. I mean, okay, the character this, or this or that, or would he really do that, or would she do, and, and how many things that have been changed. Because then you you know that you know, oh people have no idea you know it's 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 one thing for people to just but to to write a person and then to try to keep them in tune to their character not be your character in your head you know that's that's my big challenge, right it's making them be who they are, and not not me. I mean how boring it would be if they were all <laughs> with my head <laughs>
0: well, and I took a couple of cracks at writing and never got beyond like the first couple pages and it was kind of that was the problem i ran into like i was envisioning myself as the main character
2: exactly and sometimes you know that's the way it is sometimes you, sh- you have to be a lot of i can't say that a lot of myself isn't in a character it's just so many challenges then there's the one where The biggest one. Oh no, there's so many. But the biggest one is you get there and you think, okay, you think you're going to try to get published, and it is it's 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 a great experience because it it's the big one, the big challenge. But is is to you know know. And nowadays with so much self publishing, you know, you don't know where to go because I was reading the other day, someone was advising another writer that. They may not be aware of it, but that the big publishers that you can take up to three years to get your book published sometime after they've accepted it. And I had no clue, you know, I mean, but you think how many of us are out there, do you send it off and wait like that and just keep sending and sending? Do you just do it yourself and just hope to God that you have it perfected, that the, the editing is perfect? I mean, it's, you know, because... That's a big one that people really notice big time is, is the editing.
0: Right. <laughs> and you got to figure, there's so many. Is it manuscript or transcript? Manuscript, manuscript yeah. that comes in every day to, say, Doubleday
2: mm-hmm.
0: or whoever the publishing company is. And they've got, you know, and they've probably got interns on them. Just sorting them, trying to figure out genres and stuff. Yeah, and you've got
2: this crew of people. They're the ones deciding if somebody's going to be. They're the ones making the decision. Well, I think the public would not like this. You know, yours is in the hands of a person just like yourself. Yeah. And, well, you know I love to tell you the story about the Godfather and how Mario Puzo was rejected because some idiot (laughs) had actually said, Nobody's interested in the mafia
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I listened to a podcast that talked about it, and I guess the the novel didn't get any run until he wrote it as a screenplay, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Hollywood was interested, and then yeah. then the publishers got interested. you know we talked about this with your stuff you kind of you you write your chapters as kind of scenes, yeah,
2: yeah, which and we decided. Really didn't turn out well in the in the the flow of it. You know, it needs to be they need to be linked together. Right. And that's why I started over because it was biting them like they were yeah. chop, they were so choppy. You know, mm-hmm. like you would almost had a fade to black. Okay, go on to the next scene, and there was right. nothing to hold the scenes together. It's and
0: like, and what's funny though is even even now after you've kind of changed the way your work in progress flows, when you send me a chapter, I still am envisioning it
2: like a movie scene. And do you know what? Actually, to tell you the truth, well, we're way off the subject, but <laughs> to tell you the truth, when one of the very first persons that was, I don't know if you call it the mentor, but she was actually somebody that she had a writing class, and that was one of the things they told us as far as POV, your point of view character, that the, the easiest way to think of it when you want to stay and not go all around is to have it like it is a movie camera. And okay, what's the movie camera showing? I mean, it's showing that person and what that person is looking around to see. There's that's one POV. There's also the ones where you're kind of seeing everybody's, you know. And that that's that's what that is. Is, um, but I was doing it too much, like like it would be that, you know, one person, POV. Okay, I'm a switch, change. You know, it was actually a paint of black was what it was, right? And then I'd be a whole new person. I don't know. It, it just wasn't working.
0: Well, what you're doing now is.
2: Thank you, and I, I'm kind of happy with it. The
0: world should be excited <laughs> someday. I'm gonna switch to Marty here.
2: <laughs> okay, Moi.
0: Someday when you finish the book, the world should be excited to read it.
2: There's <laughs> so many people. I mean, everybody knows me, and they they obviously know. Okay, it, it, I'm not name any that my dream man. <laughs> I don't even have to say who he is. Like, I'll, you know, but, I mean, everybody, I will tell everybody that knows about me and how much I love Valentino. It's not a Valentino story, okay? A, <laughs> everybody that loves him, we always...
0: She tried to put him in yesterday in brainstorming, <laughs> though.
2: <laughs> Only because of the era of it.
0: <laughs> She's trying to sneak him in there.
2: Oh, I mean, that's one thing I, I do not keep a secret. Is that you know, that's who it's based on. He's the inspiration. You
0: still haven't said his name.
2: They know him. I mean, <laughs> I just, I just, everybody knows.
0: Him. We we may we may put the uh, the first picture of the uh, for for the release might be a picture of him.
2: <laughs> but anyway, you know, and God, I mean, he may even be a form of fanfic for me. You know not really, I mean, there's a difference. I think
0: he's definitely your muse, well, he is for this story'
2: this fanfic you're taking a character and you're making a story about somebody else's character, yeah and he's just he's many characters, and he just he's he's a particular one to me. We are so roaming around, aren't we
0: <laughs> No, we can nicely <laughs> we
2: did <laughs> it it's hard. this is our first. this is our first together on this bestina Marty. And we we knew, you know, we were just going to just talk. We don't know exactly what we want to talk about yet. Um, But that was one of my biggest concerns that I just, it was on my mind that what is a real author? And I have it, you know, firsthand. People that I know for a fact really don't think I am. It would take me having a movie made after my book for them to, <laughs> to take it seriously. Well, that doesn't happen. Right. You know? That's, it's not. And I'm sorry, but this is still a real book.
0: Listen, Marty's going to put on his best tweed suit <laughs> and his newsboy cap <laughs> to come to the premiere. <laughs> When your book does get made into a movie,
2: well, now, don't we all dream of that, though? I mean, seriously, you'd be so not telling the truth if you said that never. And you know, I can go around saying, "Well, I don't do it for the money, and I really don't." They could make a movie; they would never have to pay me. I'd still be happy. If they don't, made a movie. No, don't say
0: that on the record, <laughs> Hollywood. She will be getting paid. <laughs>
2: don't I mean, you get any
0: ideas, Spielberg?
2: Because you know we we do do it for the love of it. But the main part, who does not have that fantasy? Right. What's wrong with having that fantasy? You know that you're on the red carpet and you had this beautiful gown and and Alessandro is your oh you know, I said it he is your your, your your escort.
0: I mean, you'd have to get him to play one of the characters in the, in That's the movie. That's why I
2: have to finish it before he gets I too know. old.
0: You gotta hurry He's
2: while getting, they can
0: still while they can still at the very least age him down with CGI. <laughs> Pull, pull the old Jeff Bridges and Tron trick.
2: But he truly is the inspiration, and you know, you just see certain people, and it's the way they act, their voices, that even how they look—it's exactly, you know. So that's just what we do. And
0: so, Carol, I think this is a, a great start to our podcast. I it's look all over to doing, the place, absolutely. like Marty. <laughs> I I look forward to doing a lot of these with you and. You know, we look forward to getting I liked what you did the other day with putting out, you know, what do you want what what do you want us to talk about? And Yeah, you know, a, because a lot of your friends on Facebook are authors.
2: And that, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm
0: gonna call them all authors. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say they're writers and you know, get myself deeply embroiled in that debate. You we know,
2: are authors.
0: I'm a I'm not so much an author. I'm not even a writer, but I am a reader.
2: One thing though that you do have the advantage of is you're kinda of going through the process. Right. And you you're really, really into the big big cauldron thing of this writing process here where it's just it's just
0: Oh, no, we're gonna talk about your process a
2: lot. This is just part of it.
0: Yeah. Because that to me is probably the most fascinating thing about it is the actual formulation of the story The invention of the characters. And we're going to talk eventually. I'll get into some of my favorites. Mm Because I have, you know, really the two fiction things that I read the most of are very much series. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into those because they're very intricate. And, you know, one of the authors, he he had an encyclopedia made by an intern. So that he could keep everything straight
2: see that tells you how complicated it is exactly yeah and and you and i have seen together how crucial that is
0: absolutely
2: you know, and that's like, why
0: i'm hoping mm-hmm. to help you with continuity on mm-hmm. the work you're working on so ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the bestie and marty show for the next episode we are going to talk about an interesting subject that was brought into us By from Paulette. Paulette, thank you for this uh, subject. We are going to talk about when you get a book and you think that it is a standalone book, and you find out that it is part of a series, and then it ends on a cliffhanger, and you.
2: All right, guys.
0: Hey, I hope you enjoyed Vastine and Marty. It does have its own Facebook page. We're working on all the social medias and such. But right now, you can check Vastine and Marty out on Anchor and Spotify. We're working on the rest of the distribution as well. But Mm -hmm. soon enough, it'll be on everywhere that we are on here on this podcast. None of those things. And all of those places are... Anchor, Audible, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. How do I forget Apple? It's the big one. Spotify, of course. Catch us on social media. Our social media is Facebook. This podcast is none of those things. Our Instagram is this, that, those. And our Twitter is at this underscore those. So, Elliot... Well, I got you here. What do we have coming up next in the pipeline for you? Well, I'm
1: glad you asked. All right. This is, I've been hinting at it for um, for the best part of August through the majority of September weekly that a new episode of Elliot Eats is going to be coming out. And I guess what happens, my birthday is next week, but this weekend, I, in order to celebrate that, because i got to have more than one day because I've earned it, I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, I want to go to a phenomenal place in the West Chase district called Sumit and Pocha. And, uh, and I, I believe I'm going to be having my son with me because he's also Elliot and it's Elliot Eats. So I want to have both the Elliot's there.
0: All the Elliot's should eat.
1: Yes. If because, we have
0: any listeners or YouTube channel watchers or Facebook followers who are also Elliot,
1: stay tuned. You can go eat with the Elliot's. Exactly. <laughs> we'll do it live on Facebook. And uh, And then on top of that, we'll do a recording and then we'll put it in other, uh, other social media venues and all that. But... You know it's gonna be fun because it's for the, the the local guy and the owner of the Turkish of the of this Turkish bakery was really nice when I first met him and the food was phenomenal. Uh, I'm and not you gonna know lie. How about food,
0: Brian. I'm a little upset that I'm not getting the invite to eat with the Elliots, but I'll get over it. Just bring me something next next time we record. We'll bring you a hot plate. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so also. To check out Elliot Eats and other videos. Check out our YouTube channel. It's just this podcast is none of those things channel.
1: Oh definitely. And one other thing to add what's gonna happen on Friday, I will be performing my poetry at the Heights of North Houston. And uh, something that I love doing with the senior citizens that liked the last time they asked me to come back and do it. So I'm that's fantastic.
0: At, we need yeah. to do we need to get you doing a reading that all our listeners can come to. Definitely. Not just not okay. just the uh, the nursing home residents.
1: <laughs> so well, I'm I'm working on that. <laughs> if you got dying. a place
0: that you want us to be, if you want to give Elliot suggestions for Elliot eats, hit us up on all the social media as we mentioned before. Also, you can email us at this podcast is none of those things, all one word at gmail dot com. Next week, we will be releasing the first of five movie night episodes. We'll put out a little preview video of that later on this week. So stay tuned. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.